All right, welcome b -b 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 back to the Universe Game Podcast. We're going to be doing something a little bit different here today than we usually do. And I'm going to start a new series because this is some of the most intriguing stuff I've ever come across. And some people have done this before, but I'm going to do it a little bit different. I'm going to be breaking down the C to the I to the A's. Declassified documents on the Monroe Institute. Okay, this is some of the most fascinating research I've ever seen. I'll just come out and say that. And I didn't read it until recently. Just didn't feel called... And I really got into it, and now I'm going to share with you a little bit about it. And I'm not going to do what a lot of people have done already. There's plenty of videos where people, and, and other things, where people just read it. Okay, I'm going to read it. Let's just start out by saying that. I'm going to read this thing, but I'm also going to do an explanation because I know that this is going to go over a lot of people's heads because it is very, very heavy. All right, so... What you're going to get throughout this video is also my take on this because I've researched consciousness. I literally have dedicated my life to understanding topics just like this. Got all the books behind me, which I've read, and not not all of them. There's obviously more, but it's like I, I've done my best to understand it so that it can help you. Right. So let's break it down. So how we're going to start with this is I just want to give you a little bit of background. So this is going to be the introduction video. All right, so for the introduction, we're going to be talking about the Monroe Institute because this is not a study. Just to be clear, this is not something that the CIA is doing of themselves. Right? They were researching the Monroe Institute. So what this literal article or is, the declassified document is about the gateway process, which is a process that the Monroe Institute does or has done. This is 1983 was when this came out, so it's been around I'm not the first one to talk about this. Let's just go on. Go ahead and say that. Right. So let's talk about the Monroe Institute. And I'm directly on their website here. Just so you understand what they're about. Because if you're going to be reading a document like this, we're going to be going through a series. And it's going to be a decently lengthy one. We need to know what the point is of the Monroe Institute at the beginning. So their purpose is the same purpose as me, ironically. The global awakening of human consciousness. That is their purpose, all right? And their mission is helping create more meaningful and joyful lives through the guided exploration of expanded consciousness. So this is actually going to be about something that a lot of people speculate on, whether it is actually real or not. I know that there's a lot of debate, and a lot of people are like, oh, that's not real, whatever. Some people say that, but those people that usually say that have not read this document. Okay, it's very clear that the expanded states are very much real, and they're very much happening, and they've been happening since the 1980s. So this is, it's, it's, we're on the tipping point of humanity, where we're like, we, this non-physical phenomenon. I mean, think about Nikola Tesla. What did Nikola Tesla say about non-physical phenomena? He had a good quote. Here it is. The day science begins to study non-physical phenomena, it will make more progress in one decade than in all previous centuries of its existence. And that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. And that's what I'm here to help you break down. By the way, me and Nikola Tesla, sir, we share the same name, Nick and Nikola, and we share the same birthday. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. All right. So <laughs> let's just get it on with this document. All right. So the Monroe Institute is the world leader. They're literally the world leader in human consciousness exploration. That's, they're saying that themselves, so they must be pretty close, if not the 
Okay, they were founded in the early 1970s. So they've been doing this research for a long, long time. And they were founded by Robert Monroe, which you'll hear as Bob Monroe throughout the document. And it's in Virginia. All right, and they've got online stuff that you can do and all that. But basically, a big part of what they're doing with this uh, with this program, with this gateway experience, is they're using technology to basically synchronize your brainwaves in a certain way or get you into certain brainwave states. This is something that Dr. Joe Dispenza is big on. And I feel like they are pretty much the originators of this, of this kind of get your brainwaves into lower states and then you'll expand your consciousness kind of theme. That's, that's what they're about. And so they use this thing called binaural beats. And binaural beats, basically, it's, it's this interesting phenomenon, and it actually talks about it in the document, so I'm not going to go too deep into it now. But there's two different frequencies in both ears. This is my understanding of it. There's two different frequencies. Like there might be a, a, a 4 and an 8 hertz frequency, and then it goes in the middle to 6. Like your brain tries to get it into the middle, which is 6 hertz. So it's this very interesting thing. And again, we'll discuss that more as we go through this. So, I mean, that's pretty much it about the Monroe Institute. I'm not going to bore you with who Bob Monroe is and all that stuff. But he wrote a book. He wrote Journeys Out of Body, 1971. Then he wrote another book, Far Journeys, 1985. And we might actually go through those at some point here on this podcast as well. All right. And he, he left in 1995. And so his legacy continues. Yes, it does. So, also, another thing that I wanted to share with you. Let me see if I can find it. Monroe often used himself as a test subject for this research, and in 1958, he began experiencing what he described as an out-of-body experience. The term popularized by Charles, our good boy Charles Tart, a leader in the area of consciousness studies. And I bet you most of us haven't even heard that. That's, that's how much you can realize that names really don't matter. It's whether or not people know you doesn't matter. It's whether or not you make a difference on humanity that matters because not very many people know him. I've never heard of him and I've studied a, a ridiculous amount of stuff. And so what I'm saying is that not that Charles wasn't a great guy. I'm saying that in the end, you're not, your name's probably not going to be remembered and maybe it will be, but what really matters is the difference you make in other people's lives and expanding their consciousness. And obviously he helped with this. So thank you, Charles. A leader in the area of consciousness studies, these spontaneous experiences altered the course of Monroe's life in the direction of his professional efforts, which is probably why he made the Monroe Institute. So essentially, we're, we're talking about the different expanded states of consciousness. And then throughout the next 20 years, Monroe continued to research, explore practical methods. That's what I like about the Monroe Institute. It's very practical. And there's research to show it. And attaining and using expanded consciousness. So he's got workshops, all that good stuff. I think that's pretty much all I wanted to talk about. I think there was one more part where it said that he's got research to back this up. Somewhere in here. Maybe it's not. Oh, yeah, here it is. There's anecdotal and empirical research articles that are available. So, and essentially, this is what the CIA document is. The document is literally a research article on the Gateway Experience. All right. And if you're wondering why you're seeing this screen, it's because I got to check to make sure everything's still good because I only got one screen because I'm on a laptop. That's the way she goes. All right. So, approved for release in 2003. 
and it was in 1983. So there was what that was that's 20 years that this was under the cover. All right, so let's just get into it. What we're what we're actually going to read here at the beginning is a introduction by the person. This is what the person is reporting who went and did the study. I don't really think names are super important here, but there was a guy who went with other people, a couple other people, and they went and did the gateway process, which is why the subject is the analysis and assessment of the gateway process. So they went to the Monroe Institute and they did it, and this is what they came out with. So now that we went through the Monroe Institute stuff, now you kind of get what it's all about when it comes to the Monroe Institute. So it's not anything sketchy to me. It's, it's very practical. Or they know what they're doing because they've been doing it for a long time. So we'll just start with number one and we'll go down. It's very much in order. So we'll just go like it's supposed to be. Okay. So number one, you tasked me to provide an assessment of the gateway experience in terms of its mechanics and ultimate practicality. As I set out to fulfill that tasking, it soon became clear that in order to assess the validity and practicality of the process, I needed to do enough supporting research and analysis to fully understand how and why the process works. Frankly, sir, that proved to be an extremely involved and difficult business. Initially, based on the conversations with a physician who took the gateway training with me, I had recourse to the biomedical models developed by Ishtak Bentov, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right, to obtain information, Bentov, to obtain information concerning the physical aspects of this process. Then I found it necessary to delve into the various sources. Into the various sources for information concerning quantum mechanics, there it is, in order to be able to describe the nature and functioning of human consciousness. I had to be able to construct a scientifically valid and reasonably lucid model on how consciousness functions under the influence of the brain hemisphere synchronization technique employed under the influence of the brain hemisphere synchronization technique employed by Gateway. And like I said, I'm not just going to read it. I'm going to explain it. So I think this is actually something that needs to be explained a little bit. I got to put the blue light blockers on because I can already feel it because I'm doing research a lot. So what they're saying here is this is important. So he was a, he had to be able to construct a scientifically valid and reasonable lucid model. So that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to construct a model for how the gateway experience works and how consciousness functions under the influence of the brain hemisphere synchronization technique, which is what I'm saying that they use the binaural beats for. Hemisync is what it's called. And that's what the gateway uses. Once this is done, the next step involved recourse to theoretical phys- physics in order to explain character of the time-space dimension and the means by which expanded human consciousness transcends it in achieving gateways objectives. Finally, I again found it necessary to use physics to bring the whole phenomenon of -of out-of-body states into the language of physical science to remove the stigma of its occult connotations and put it in a frame of reference suited to objective assessment. Because this is important too because a lot of people would say that this whole thing it's like, oh, it's, you know, I've heard religious people get really freaked out when they hear this. And one of the biggest points of what he's doing is to remove its occult connotations because a lot of the times there's religions that say that if there's anything outside of what we, we tell you, it's not good, right? You've heard that. It's negative. 
And so this is specifically meant in a specific objective of his to make it just completely, it is what it is. It's, this is science. So I began the narrative by briefly profiling the fundamental, this is number two, the fundamental biomedical factors affecting such related techniques as hypnosis, biofeedback, and transcendental meditation so that their objectives and mode of functioning could be compared in the reader's mind with the gateway experience as the model of its underlying mechanics was developed. Additionally, that introductory material is useful in supporting the conclusions of the paper. I indicate that at times these related techniques may provide useful entry points to accelerate movement into the gateway experience. Okay, nothing really, that's pretty self-explanatory. Number three, Niels Bohr, the renowned physicist, once responded to his son's complaints about the obtuse nature of certain concepts in physics by stating, you are not thinking, you are merely being logical. The physics of altered human consciousness deals with some conceptualizations that are not easily grasped or visualized exclusively in the context of ordinary left-brain linear thinking. So this is not something that can be easily grasped by someone that is just trying to logically think their way through this. So you got to open your mind to something different in this. If you're coming in this being like, oh, this is BS, I mean, what's the point? Why don't you just open up for once, huh? <laughs> because this is probably some of the most legit research you're going to find. So to borrow Dr. Bohr's mode of expression, parts of this paper will, requ will require not only logic, but a touch of right brain intuitive insight to achieve a complete comfortable grasp of the concepts involved. Nevertheless, once it is done, I am confident that their construction and application will stand up to the test of rational critique. Number four, paradoxically, having gone to such great lengths to avoid trying to render judgments based on an occult or dogmatic frame of reference in the end, I found it necessary to return at least briefly to the question of the impact of the gateway experience upon common belief systems. So in essence, how does this affect belief systems that are popular in today's day and age? That's what, that's what he was trying to understand the implications of that and not make it seem like this is something that is... An, uh, in a in a cult practice again. So I did so because although it was essential to avoid attempting to render an assessment in the context of such systems, I felt that it was necessary after having completed the analysis to point out that the resulting consciousness or con the resulting conclusions do not do any violence to the fundamental mainstream of either Eastern or Western belief systems. Unless that point is clearly established, the danger exists some people will, will reject the whole concept of the gateway experience and the mistaken belief that it contradicts and is therefore alien to all they hold to be right and true. This study is certainly not designed to be the last word on the subject, but I hope that the validity of its basic structure and of the fundamental concepts upon which it is based will make it a useful guide for other Yusenkam personnel, which is, I don't need to explain it's personnel of what the, the study thing, who are required to take the gateway training or work with gateway materials. Okay, so now that we went through that, that was just basically him saying, I'm going to do this. It uses hemisync. And I'm trying. You got to open up your mind. And once you do, 
I don't want you to think that this is something that is going to hurt your belief systems. You can still believe what you believed before, and it's okay. But guess what? This is going to blow your mind. <laughs> that's basically what the first five were about. So the, that's our boy Wayne McDonald, by the way, who did, who uh, we were just reading. And that's kind of who, who did the whole article. That's my understanding, at least. So we're finally here, the gateway experience, brain hemisphere synchronization in perspective. So this is the true number one in the actual article. That was the introduction of the what we're talking about. And now we're going to talk about the actual introduction to the paper. Okay, so number one introduction. In order to describe the Monroe Institute technique for achieving altered states of consciousness, or the gateway experience, which is I've explained, involving brain hemisphere synchronization or hemisync, the most effective way is to begin. The most effective way to begin is to briefly profile the basic mechanics which underlie operation of rel of related methods such as hypnosis. Okay, we gotta. That whole sentence I just scuffed. But basically, you've got to understand the basic mechanics of hypnosis, transcendental meditation, and biofeedback. It is easiest to effectively describe the gateway in by beginning with a short description of those associated techniques that share some common aspects with the gateway experience, which are nevertheless different. In this way, we can develop a frame of reference at the outset which will provide useful concepts to explain and understand the gateway by comparison as we proceed. Okay, so in essence, that was just saying that it's going to be much easier for you to, to understand this document if you understand hypnosis, transcendental meditation, and biofeedback, because that will give us a frame of reference to compare the gateway experience to. All right, so what I'm actually going to do is I'm actually going to stop there because I feel like what I want to do is I wanted to just give you an introduction video that wasn't super long. Okay, 18 minutes, that's not too bad. All right, so that was the introduction. And then next time, what we're going to do is we're going to go through, we might even do a couple together. I feel like I might go, because one, it's not really going to be that much. Maybe we'll do hypnosis, transcendental meditation. Oh, okay, so, wow, it looks like, Transcendental meditation is kind of long, and there's different stuff going on with the charts. So we'll do a couple at a time, probably, but we're going to go through this, and we're going to do it kind of fast, but kind of slow. We're going to split up the videos. I don't want it to be one full long video, so it's digestible. So I hope this was digestible. If you enjoyed the first episode on the, the C to the I to the A document, make sure you're subscribed to your boy, because I'm going to do the entire series here. But this is just the first of many to come. And if you want to stick around and see when those are and do this document with me, or you know what, you can just click there. Probably the end screen is going to pop up here and you can click number two. It's going to be somewhere here. All right, I'll see you in the next video. And until then, peace, 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 peace.